yeah, 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 yeah. And we're back. We find the party standing around the destroyed pile of dead leaves, sticks, roots, soil that was the Shambling Mound at the foot of this plateau that sits atop it in the oldest tree in the Queen's Garden. Balara, you were communicating with the tree before this thing encroached on you. Ah. <coughs> <coughs> uh, well, that was a lot harder than I thought it would be. Yes, it, <coughs> yes, it usually is. Uh, well, I, I think the tree is ready. It just wanted to test us. Well, then, off you go. <coughs> I'm going to, I'm going to sit here for a little while. Ah, yes. I, I think I have the time. Uh my power is limitless in the in the other realm, in the ocean, the almighty ocean. Yes, you're not so hot down here, are you? No, not at all. Does that mean that the creatures from the underside of the realm ocean, would they also suffer a penalty entering this world? Yes, I believe so. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> Well, Harbick, you've blown my mind right now. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe we want the peculiar to cross into this realm because then we'll be able to destroy it. Oh, well, if it's here, then it can do stuff here. Yes, it can do stuff like die here. Oh, well, yeah, that would be good. And if it dies here, then it can't go back to the infinite realm. Oh, yes. Oh, I see what you're saying. Maybe, maybe I don't need to go back at all. Well, won't you then, by the same logic, also risk dying? <laughs> yes. I think I'm okay with that. <laughs> That's the spirit. You know, you would really like my god. <laughs> maybe you should pray to her right now. All right, why not? So Harbeck, do you do yeah, you do I'll, that? Oh, yep. Yeah, I'll just uh, sit down next to the tree and clutching my holy symbol, close my eyes and start to pray, chant. Roll uh, religion at advantage for me, please. Okay, that's good. That is uh, twenty. So dirty twenty. So the uh, you feel the acorn in your palm grow warm the light emanates from the holy symbol like it usually does and uh from the uh behind you you hear the sound of sticks and leaves uh crunching you both turn to see the pile that was the shambling mound um pieces of uh soil and leaf and stick moss mushroom all begin to coalesque and form up into legs and those legs it continues building up and the legs form a torso form arms and a head a vaguely female shape is represented by the pile of whatever and uh a uh eventually all of that soot and soil and discarded 
detritus falls away and presented before you is a uh, elven woman uh, fair uh, olive skinned with long flowing brown hair and she's wearing a green uh, gown and she's standing before you smiling hardback uh, so I feel her presence and open my eyes and when I see her I'm like start blushing immediately um and I stay in the lowered position um, and I just start rattling off like thank yous and gratitudes for her presenting herself in this form. She turns and looks at both of you. It looks at both of you and smiles. I, and then she goes to her mouth. Can you hear me, Harbeck? Ballarat? Aye. Yes. Yes. We can hear you this time. <sighs> she turns and looks at the old tree. There's a lot of magic contained within this tree. This tree is as old as this world is, I believe. Mm. Why have you called me here? Um, this is my friend Ballarat. Um... He is a realm walker. Hello. Balarat, I have heard of you. Yes, I... For some reason I've been banished to this realm, and it's nice to to be mortal again. And I want to give myself to you as one of your followers. She cocks her head to the side. Do you? Yes. I offer all of my, my skills and services to serve you. Mistress or madam, I'm sorry. I'm still, still not sure sure what to call you. <laughs> um, I go by many names in many worlds. Uh, in this one, you may call me Kira. Well, Kira, I promise that I will save you and all of your followers, and I'll dedicate my life to making sure this realm exists forever. Thank you. I... Many of my kind have been watching what has been happening here, and we've grown concerned that one of the princes from below has gathered and gained a foothold in this realm. Yes. I believe his existence in this realm is inevitable. But I think once he gets here, it could be a chance for us to destroy him forever. I think this is correct. So, I I ask you, instead of to make a wayfind, can we use this tree to make a weapon? She smiles. They were wise to choose you, Balarat, all those eons ago. When you were banished from your homeland, banished from your own realm. I did not understand, but the others like me, others that maybe see farther than I do. Yes, I believe, I believe this one is ready for that purpose. What do you say, old one? And she looks up to the great tree, and you hear this voice that sounds like it's coming from all directions like it's not behind you it's not in front of you it's not to the side of you it is literally all around you 
and it says, Yes, my lady, I am ready for this purpose. The lady looks at you, Harbeck. Harbeck, there's something you must know. My locus of power in this world is this tree. Narbeck looks up at the tree. Oh. With it gone, I won't. I'll be unable to provide any assistance to you in this realm. Well, you. Do you understand what that means? You'd be gone. She nods her head. I don't know if I can let you do that. I I mean, so many rely on you. This forest and, well, me? Wouldn't all of those things be at risk? These are the choices that we are left with, Harbeck. What is there? I mean, I... I'd feel so lonely without you. She uh, takes steps. She she uh, takes steps towards you, Harbeck, and she goes down on one knee and puts her hand on your shoulder, and you feel just this delicate and pleasant warmth to her touch on your shoulder. You, know, you can see little blades of grass grow from your armor, and a small dandelion pops out between one of your shoulder plates where she's touching your arm. Or your shoulder. Harbeck, the world is in a state of... Your realm is in a state of change. <clears throat> There's no escaping that fact, but... I and those like me don't have influence over this realm. In the same... In the way you think we do, I... I leave this choice to you and yours. Well, but I trust that you should heed Balarat's advice. He, I see it in his heart that his motive is true. I, well, I, I, I trust you both. I, Arbic, I can't ask you to get rid of your god. I can't ask you to risk your entire faith for this for this realm, for this purpose. My faith is to give my life for life itself. So I think that this is in line with that. It may be somewhat paradoxical, but I think it makes sense. All right. Well, Kira, I, I, I want to make a sacrifice for you. Here, take my staff. She um, reaches out and uh, grabs the staff from your hand and takes it in her hands. I don't believe I can cross back to the other realm without that. So I'm, I will stay here and I vow to protect 
all of your followers for as long as I live in this realm. So Balarat long as Balarat, sorry, go ahead. Balarat bows. So long as Balarat lives, my my mana will exist in this world, this realm. Don't worry, Harbeck. I I feel in my heart that this is right, that this is good, and I am not gone forever. This, Beings like I exist beyond this realm, exist in every realm, in every time, at all times. I will just be gone for a while. So like Harbeck understands, and he starts crying anyway, and he gets it. But it's just so sad. Mm -hmm. And she turns to you, Balarat, and uh, says... Balarat, uh, then this font of mana, this font of my being in this realm is yours to do with what you need to do. Thank you. Thank you, Kira. I will inform the others of what has happened here, that things have escalated. I will do my best to convince them of this realm's need, but my people are fickle and don't understand the ways of your kind the same way I do. What am I supposed to do? I mean, I'm a cleric. Harbeck, there are other patrons, uh, there are others that you can swear fealty to and honorable and noble ones such as yourself should have no trouble finding a, a divine like mine somewhere in crisis. Search yourself. Find one that speaks to you. Pray to them and I'm confident they will answer you. All right. I'll try. Well then, uh, thank you for this, Balarat. And she takes the staff and it like unmakes in her hands and disappears into this golden, like this golden dust that absorbs into her being. And you see she glows very brightly for a moment. She smiles and then vanishes in a flash of light. (coughs) We were suddenly... uh, very aware of this silence in this forest that we just hear the sound of wind rustling tree limbs and birds chirping up at the canopy. Well, let's cut down this tree. All right. (laughs) Harbick, I know that was hard, but you just have to keep the faith. I mean, what faith now? That was my faith. Just faith that everything will be okay. Uh, <coughs> well, what are we doing with this thing? Polarot wipes blood from his mouth. He takes a long look at the tree. And he takes out his dagger and starts to chisel away at some of the branches. 
I don't have anything bigger than this, so <laughs> I'm going to try to make a spear. I'm going to begin carving incantations on the side of the of the tree. Maybe that will. We won't have to destroy the whole thing, but it is a lot of tree. Yes, <laughs> a spear big enough to destroy the bagelia. It has to be sharp, and has to be wielded by someone with a pure heart. I believe that's you, Harbeck. Oh, I mean, I don't know how pure. I mean, I I do okay, but uh, pure, I don't know. Your intentions are always well. You always want the best. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, that doesn't always work out, yeah. But it's about the intention, Harbeck. All right. You know, I've uh, got some smithing tools around here. I could um, try and hew something from the side here. All right. So uh, as you cut away at the tree, uh, you feel, uh, you see limbs at the top of the tree begin to wither and um, branches full of leaves and full of, you know, branching sticks and tree limbs wither and shrink into uh, emaciated gnarled uh, branches it's like as you are taking more uh, even a small amount from this tree it is affecting the whole and you can feel the uh, energy begin to concentrate around this form of a spear that you're carving into the side of this so Harbeck is like really questioning things at this point because this tree is dying and um, his god just died and all of his like spiritual connection and all of those magical powers that are tied to that deity are now waning. Um, so he's like really, really concerned with what is happening right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Balarat, eventually you manage to carve out a long haft of wood with a sharpened point of a of a spear and you can feel this spear is just full of uh raw mana raw energy everything that this god's locus of power in this world was is concentrated into this single haft of wood okay Bar starts spinning it around, doing like karate moves, mm-hmm. spin, like throwing it in the air. Ah, it's, it's light. It's it's very firm. I think this is ready. All right. It's uh, Arbic, you don't look, you don't look well. Oh, I mean, I guess I thought you know we were going to get you back and. Now you're staying, which is great. It's, uh, I just feel lost. I mean, now we're hoping that our greatest enemy appears in this world, and I guess the plan is to kill him, which is a good plan, but uh, I don't know. I wonder what Orzak and Arnella are doing right now. Hmm. Well... Hmm. You know, I don't believe I can leave this forest now. Well, 
Well, why, why not? I vowed to protect it. I don't know if I could protect it much not being here. Oh, that is true. It is a large forest. And in terms of mechanics and the way, like, the all of these things, these disparate things weave together, um, Kira, the god of nature, essentially gifted her what she had as in terms of a presence in this world um, to Balarat so that as long as he lives, as long as his mortal body holds, he uh, will keep uh, nature from just flat out dying because uh, without her, there's no there's no trees, there's no animals, there's no reproduction. It's like uh, so. In this desperate gambit, she's given up her locus of power, which was this tree that allowed her a connection to the world. So she is all but severed from this plane now, all but severed from this realm. Uh, perhaps one day it could be rebuilt. Uh, again, these gods exist eternally, and they only exist insofar as um, they have locus of power in a given realm. So her locus of power is now in the spear and her presence is now in Balarat. So yeah, to a certain extent, Balarat is sort of stuck in this forest now in a good way though. Well, we were expecting the fight to happen in the Southern territories. Maybe do we draw beguiler here or do we, um, I need to meditate on this and really think. You know, I, I believe time is on our hands now. Uh, Balarat sits, crosses his legs, sits down, forms a diamond with his hand, and begins to hum. Balarat, you're my you. You're filled with this patron. I mean, you're filled with this energy of a god. You're not quite on the level of a realm walker, but you you are now probably the most magically gifted being. By your presence, you give life to other creatures. So, uh, you you see another locus of power. Uh, if we're keeping this world consistent, and it's kind of cool that this just accidentally worked out this way. The Beguiler and its patron, the uh, Gargataloth, which is the demon lord of betrayal and secrets. (coughs) Players, where would you assume a locus of power like that would be in this world? Like in a city? Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe a city that's on the brink of falling apart from lies and secrets and betrayal yeah like a law yeah is so you you in your meditation balarat you see the uh the palace the uh alal alal the capital and you see you're not sure if this is the future distant future or, or even the present but you see buildings are on fire um, you pass through stone walls and eventually come into this expansive room. And at the center is this pedestal. And at the pedestal, there are two creatures there. 
Um, one of them is this hulking, pink, armored creature that you know is the Beguiler, or Beguiler, is uh, the prince to the uh, lord, the demon lord known as Gargatloth. And then you see next to this hulking figure a white, pale-skinned humanoid, um, similar in color to the... Have you seen Prometheus? Like the... Oh, what are they called? The architects or whatever? Those milky, white, gross... A figure that looks like that, and he turns, and he's got these black pits for eyes and these needle-sharp teeth, and you feel Gargatiloth looking at you in that moment. Your vision comes back, and you uh, you see the locus of power for the Beguiler and Gargatiloth to be Alal. <sighs> what did you see? fear that this may get a lot worse before it gets any better. I must go to Alal. That is where that they that's where the two beasts will appear. Mm. Well, uh, can you make it there? Uh, Balrat thinks to cast a, a shield over the forest. What is, uh, and yeah, we can sort of, uh, like, yeah, I mean, S.H.I.E.L.D. will have its own sort of um, rules, but I think we're kind of making this up as we go. So, oh, yeah. Um, so let's, uh, yeah, so you want to cast S.H.I.E.L.D., and you want to cast a S.H.I.E.L.D. over this whole forest with the intention of what? Protecting it from an outside invader? Protecting it from... To make it like almost like invisible to outsiders like a like a blank spot like someone looks at it and they they don't really see it they see this like shimmering yeah okay it's it's like a mirage it's like it's hidden now yeah it's, hidden, it's a hidden forest yeah a hidden leaf village <laughs> so so we see uh what does it look like when you cast the spell uh it's you see a bright like purplish light flashes in it's, it starts out as a small orb in Balarat's hand and then as he expands his hand the orb gets bigger and it starts to cover the entire forest you see it like it's not harming anything it's just covering it and as it covers the trees the tree like has an extra highlight on it or just a little flash of light mm -hmm. and it goes the whole span of the entire forest. Cool. And there's this giant orb of purple energy, and as it solidifies, it turns into nothing. It just, like, vanishes, yeah, and suddenly looks... becomes, like, this empty green yeah. space. Yes. Just it looks like an open field now. Yeah. And just in terms of, like, raw square distance, um, we'll, we'll just say for the sake of some story continuity it doesn't absorb the whole forest but you take up this like protected secret garden area so maybe it's like 15 to 20 square miles around okay. this central location here um just because um just for some things happening in the future it doesn't get too outrageously crazy but I, i'm not gonna say no so let's 
So yeah, we see we see that this aerial view and this like 15 square mile bit of the forest just <laughs> vanishes. I don't know if I'm doing this right, y'all. You you are doing a great job. I'm all about it. Okay. Just okay. keep following. Just trust your instincts and just make cool shit. With the um, with the power of my my former um, goddess in your hands, now in your mortal hands, I'm sure the enemy will be aware of that and that they'll be trying to do everything they can to uh, capitalize on your mortality. Well, I'll have to be very careful then. Yes, um, we should reconnect with um, the armies we're gathering in the south. Yes. Or, well, if we have time. Um, maybe we don't. Maybe we should just head to a law right now. I mean, what have we got? We've got that spear, uh, your new powers, and yes. um, my hand axe, and um, my waning power. Um, oh, and a spine hunter. Oh, yes. Hmm. We need to meet up with the others and inspire them. We'll need as many numbers as we can get before we get to allow. I believe that that's where... Everything will really, really begin to go go to the shits. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> All the realm walkers. Yeah. Yes. Go to the shits. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, I can um, go back to the desert and um, reconnect with them, but I'm afraid to leave you here by yourself. It's okay. No one will be able to find me here. I will keep the, sp the spear safe. I will I'll figure out a way to teleport it to you when I can. Balrog puts his hand on Harbick's head, and a flower crown forms around his head. This will keep us connected. I'll be able to speak to you through this. And Fuck yeah. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> cool. Always Sorry. listen to me. And trust your instincts, Harbick. All right. I can do that. I will give you the spear when you need it. But know that I'm always with you, just like Kira was. All right. Mm -hmm. Harbick, mm -hmm. keep the faith. Okay. This will work out. All right. I'll try. All right. And it's a little early, but I want to... We'll, we'll do a little... This is a fun kind of Lucy Goose episode. So we're going to take a quick break and um, part 2.1... Uh, we're going to take a quick break, come back to part 2.2 or whatever. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But don't go anywhere. We need to figure out some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 